Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucksters? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. How are you? Uh, I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be seemingly cynical. I don't want to be accused of being hopeless or or defeatist. But on some levels, governmentally, it's starting to feel like the jig is up. The screws have been put to this country by uh, many of the worst of us. And the rest of us are going to have to live with it somehow and push back where we can. I don't know really how America adjusts to living under a sort of uh, uh, kind of American style authoritarian system. But uh, I guess we're going to we're going to learn because that's uh, that's where we're at. As I've always said, I hope the voting works. I'm not hopeless, but uh, but in order not to get kind of leveled. And fall into ourselves or, or um, give up or just go blank, go dark, go dead. Uh, we have to figure out you know, what, what our coping mechanisms are and, and how those can help other people. I, I talked to my buddy Dan Pashman, who was just in town here for a minute. And we were talking about his show, The Sporkful. And I said, well, why, you know, why do you do the show? And he said, I guess it's my coping mechanism. And, and when I think about doing this show... I think on some level, it's also a coping mechanism to have a voice, to think things through out loud, to talk to other people, to share those conversations, some uplifting, some disturbing, all of them seemingly very human and, and, and poignant in that way and grounding for me and for others who listen to it. And I think if you, maybe you should really think about your own coping mechanisms. What are you doing? Are they healthy? And, and can they be helpful? Because uh, coping is going to be a lot of what we're up for, you know, coping and action where we see fit and action that uh, is, re- you know, responsible uh, in terms of, of, you know, the focus of it and not endangering yourself or others, but action nonetheless. I mean, this weekend, Saturday, the 30th, protests against the uh, uh, policies at the border are happening all over the country. You can go to familiesbelongtogether.org to find out where uh, the closest one to you is and whether or not you want to make that. Uh, obviously, a show of support and uh, bodies and anger and uh, speaking up is not meaningless. If anything, it's, it's completely powerful in that, you know, people know that there are those who have not 
given in or given up and still are, are fighting forward. Keep fighting. Keep pushing. Keep speaking out. It's important. It's important to maintain your own sanity by doing that in any way you can. And it's also good to re- sort of think about, you know, what your coping mechanisms are and can they be you know, manifested into something that helps others? Because uh, learning how to cope is going to be an important part of the next uh, <laughs> forever. And uh, you have to, we're going to have to stand up for who we are and who we, you know, what we believe in and, and how to keep our, man, our sanity and help other people. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just a reality of it. Keep speaking up. Today on the show, Eleanor Kerrigan is with us. Eleanor is, uh, is a comedian. Uh, she has worked at the Comedy Store in many different capacities for many years. She came out here as an actress from Philadelphia. She ended up uh, at the Comedy Store. She was a waitress for a while, but she was also sort of Mitzi Shore's assistant and confidant towards the end of her life. Now, this was recorded shortly before Mitzi died. Mitzi Shore, the owner of the Comedy Store, died April 11th. God, time is just flying by. And she was a very mysterious and powerful woman to very many of us, uh, especially those of us in comedy, especially those of us in comedy who started at the store and, and were almost... You know, it, kind of always reacting to her. It was a mind blower, the dynamic of the comedy store back in the day, and you know how much we needed her approval and her and for her for her to validate us and 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 uh, coronate us uh, into the world of comedy. But Eleanor had uh, had some, has some sort of very specific and very personal stories about the comedy store, about um, about Mitzi, uh, about Dice about you know the sort of goings-ons there but i I do need again to preface that this was recorded before mitzi died but but i still think that uh i don't need it doesn't need to be changed that much but i I just want you to know that that since we talked about it mitzi was certainly ill and she had been for years Uh, and eleanor sort of talks about you know dealing with some of that uh but uh but uh, it was before she passed away so what have you been doing what have you been doing as Nero fiddles. What have you been up to? You're watching things. You're filling yourself up with, uh, with stuff that's provocative or, or relieving or challenging. What are you letting into your head? Conspiracy theories? Bad news? Are you finding any you know, reprieve? I, it was weird because a lot of people have been uh, sort of t- you know telling me to watch uh, Hannah Gadsby's uh nanette on netflix to the point where i'm like well i better watch it i, I and to be honest with you I, I wasn't avoiding it I, I don't watch a lot of things uh generally speaking i i i don't hold on a second i dropped my pen i'm back but i, I heard that uh, and i think she would be an, an interesting conversation and, and the special is very unique it's incredibly compelling about halfway through there's an incredible turn and uh it, it was really a, a sort of provocative and challenging, intellectually satisfying second half of this special. It was more of a theater piece that dealt with the nature of comedy, the nature of anger, the nature of shame, the nature of sexuality, you know, the, the, the nature of art, how, uh, you know, patriarchy, misogyny, mental illness all play into this stuff, abuse. I mean, like it was really 
I'd not seen anything like that put together in that way probably ever. And and it's it's got me thinking, you know, day later, two days later, about a lot of stuff that she said about our shared profession, about uh, you know, gender relations and and judgment and and in just being a different and you know the price one pays for that. So after that, I, I did uh, I think the opposite thing, and I I went ahead and. I watched uh, uh, Steve Martin and, and Martin Short doing a comedy special. And the juxtaposition was astounding. That there is an element in, uh, in Hannah's show about you know, comedy not really being sufficient, at least for her, to process her real trauma and her feelings and, uh, and her, you know, her story. Uh, a lot of the show that she did is about that and that, you know, she doubts its capacity to do that fully. But then I watched, you know, Steve Martin and Marty Short and I'm like, well, sometimes it's just silly shit and uh, that's going to make you feel better. It might not help you process anything, but it might make you feel uh, a, a little bit of, of a reprieve. But I'll tell you, 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 know, you forget that Steve Martin, sometimes you forget how funny he can be. And it was that, that show was interesting too. After all is said and done, you know, after watching that entire show and after sort of like, kind of being annoyed with Steve Martin's departure from comedy. But he did do some classic sort of Steve Martin comedy on this special. But being annoyed with him for just sort of like, you know, retreating into banjo land, I'd never seen him really sit down and play it. And in the middle of this special, he sits down and plays a medley of his own compositions. And then a band comes out and plays with him. But seeing him sitting there with that banjo, doing his own compositions, the way he was relating to the instrument, the way he was feeling that instrument, and that, that instrument has a very specific feel. And to have control over that particular instrument and to hear that control uh, as, a, as a listener and to see somebody who is so connected to it, I got to tell you, it was... Um, it was pretty transcendent, and uh, and I feel like I was watching Steve Martin do maybe the one thing he really loves doing, and he does it very well. He also did comedy very well, but I, I just saw him lose himself in that banjo, and that made it all worthwhile, you know, and it was something that wasn't comedy, you know, and I watched uh, Hannah Gadsby lose herself ultimately in her anger uh, and transcended her shame and and her sense of victimhood uh which she she is not uh through through anger and owning her story and you know and that was moving you know there is something fairly amazing about about losing yourself in in order to express yourself but also finding yourself in order to express yourself and uh and sometimes it isn't funny Sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes it's raw. Sometimes it's it's uh, disturbing. Sometimes it's provocative. Sort of what I was talking about, those coping mechanisms. You know, how can you share those things to help others? And, and you know, how can you share your, your own feelings of what you're going through to, to elevate and not to, to, uh, to distance? Because we're going to have to come together somehow. So, folks... Now we're going to talk to Eleanor, who's got a great story, who's very sweet and very funny. And, I, and I'd known her, I'd seen her around for a long time. We were never really close. We never really talked much, but it was a long time coming. Uh, she co-hosts the Comedy Store podcast. You can get that wherever you get podcasts. And this is me talking to Eleanor Kerrigan. And uh, again, this is uh, before Mitzi Shore died uh, on April 11th, but uh, a lot about uh, Mitzi Shore 
rest in peace. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Foxed Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Foxed Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts. I'm trying to get a timeline because like I don't really know you that well, but I like but a lot of it has to do with the fact that when someone's a waitress at the store or they yeah. start there or an active waitress, like I'm friendly, but I don't I don't engage at all really. No, I completely understand. And there's so many comics like that. Are there? Yeah. Some guys do, but there are other I guess there are other guys well, who are sort of like, I'm not gonna even Well the guys that do are usually the ones trying to sleep with the waitresses, so it's a little different, but that still happens, right? Oh, of course. Of course, yeah. I used to hire them, and I'd see the look in a comic's eye, and I'd be like, oh, God, she'll be gone <laughs> this is gonna in a be week. A, yeah. This is going to so, be a someone's problem. Someone's going to fuck her out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> or I'd hire a waitress, and she'd be like, oh, my God, does Polly Shore come here? Oh, no. And I'd be like, all right, uh, you could just <laughs> no. give me your apron. Give me your apron. No. <laughs> so when did you start working there? I started March 93. Oh, 93. Yeah. So I'm I'm gone. Already you were gone, but then you came back a little bit, right? Be, yeah, did during the nineties, like in and out, but it was still weird for me there. Like I don't. So like, many people say that. But in ninety three, so you were a waitress. Yeah, I was a waitress, and then I quickly moved up because not that there's a up in waiting tables because I didn't think of that. I moved here to be a, an actress. But there's a, a system to the store. Yeah, yeah, especially the store. And what happened was she fired four waitresses in one night because they were eating carnies. In the kitchen? In the kitchen. And she hated Mitz, the so smell. She banned she, carnies and she fired four waitresses. She hated the smell? God, I, I think I should have known that. <laughs> I mean, when I was a doorman guy, I used to drive the Jeep too. I have to go get her that chicken salad, the Chinese chicken oh, salad. from, from Chin Chin. From Chin Chin. Sure. <laughs> So, so you knew her when she was cognizant and wearing oh, yeah. wearing her feather boa and driving her jag still. Sure, and if uh, certain people came to the house, she'd make me hide her monkey furs. Oh, really? <laughs> I was that? like, is, I don't. That's what does that disgusting. mean? But apparently, they're not only are they illegal, but they're very expensive. She had monkey furs. So she you, has two of them. You dealt with her at the house early on. Oh uh, no, this wasn't until later. That's what I'm saying. Like I moved up because those girls got fired. So I was like new. I was like. Three months in, they oh, were like, oh, it. you have to take the whole main room. I'm like, what? Yeah. They're like, yeah, everybody got fired tonight. So I was the like- The whole I, main room, was it, but that was in the dark days, right? Was it filled up ish. then? No, 93 was still good. They yeah. were still doing three shows in the OR and two shows in the main room. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it it went down yeah. to like two shows in the OR for a while and yeah. then one show in the main room and then it became like benefits. Yeah. Like, I remember seeing- Not even killer. weekends? 
Weekends, Friday and Saturday, of yeah, course, but right. like during the week, nothing benefits yeah. or nothing. Yeah. yeah. So it got weird. And the belly room was always busy. Yeah, yeah. Because that was always an outside promoter. Yeah, when I was there, the belly room was for non-paid regulars. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And, That's amazing to me. Only, right? Like yeah, they pretty much. And, okay. and we, had to, we had to pull audiences out of people leaving the other rooms. That's hysterical. You know, we'd be like, you know, we'd be like waiting around, wondering if we could do a show. Like, hey, hey, want to come see? Exactly. Me? Come on, up. like, hold more, on, I have to seat these two people. More comedy. Yeah, yeah. See me more comedy upstairs. We yeah, we get into trouble if we divert them to the free show oh, upstairs. Yeah, of course. You're like the last one left outside of a couple of comics that that knows the old order. Yeah. I mean, like, Shit, yeah. Well, that that was the weird thing about like Tommy for all his all for whatever it's worth. Even though I didn't he know him, he pretended to know it, but he tried he, to keep it up. Right. He tried to honor it. Yes. And I don't know how he learned it from her. She, yeah. But she, she was still like functioning when, when Tommy started there. Yeah, because she she was in the beginning stages of dementia, right. so she took. She, she, he was very soothing to her. So yeah. he would, she would call up and be like, oh, that's happened because yeah. she fell asleep with the news on right. and she'd think it happened to her. Mm. And so uh, this one night, I remember at the comedy store, she called and she was like, I was just raped. And my, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Steve Ranazizi, who was working the cover booth, yeah. ran to get Tommy in the main room. But in the meantime, he stopped me in my section while yeah. I was serving drinks and goes, Mitzi was just raped at her house. And I'm like, I looked up at him like, you son of a bitch. Because he didn't know. And then he walked away, got Tommy, and I gave my drinks out, went back to the cover booth, and I'm screaming at him. And as I'm screaming at him, Vince Vaughn walks up, and he's like, hey, guys, did I rape Mitzi Shore? I don't know. I mean, rape is a horrible word. And I'm like... What? How does he know? Yeah. He was sitting in my section oh. when Steve said it. Yeah. Oh, so no. he followed me uh, to yell to see what I was going to do. But nothing happened. To no, her. she fell asleep. She would watch the news and then have Just these bizarre dreams that things were happening to her. Oh, wow. So Tommy would calm her yeah. down right. and then uh, go to the store and then she'd come back too. You know what I mean? Because it was the beginning stages of dementia right. or whatever it was. Dementia, I think, yeah. is the best yeah, yeah. one. Wow, and but she has Parkinson's, right? Well, if you say that, she won't talk to you. But I don't. We don't know. Every time I would take her to a doctor, yeah. if a doctor would say Parkinson's or Parkinson's or yeah. Alzheimer's, yeah. she'd leave, and I'd be like, "But we're not, we're not getting anywhere." Yeah. And then if she, they said dementia, she'd be like, "Well, that one's better." And I'm like, <laughs> "You can't pick what it is, lady." Oh my God. But she was nuts like that, and I remember like one time we. Uh, she was when she was she had gotten stem cell injections and you're, they're illegal yeah. in the United States. Right. So one guy took her, this guy, Bob Wheeler, took her a long time ago. Yeah. And she came back doing backflips. Yeah. So she thought, OK, this is the cure. Right. And then a few years later, she was like, I'm going to go again. And she brought me with her. And this is the first time I'm leaving the country. Like I'm an inner city kid from South Philly. What, what, what year was this? 2000. Yeah. One. So no, she, no. Two. 2001, 2002, around there. And you're, are you a comic or a waitress? Waitress. So I you're didn't the start, head waitress? I'm the head waitress. I was you, her assistant. Baptis, <laughs> baptism and fire. Yes. You carried the main room, four people out. I know when I first got the job there, it was like a week before I was head doorman making schedules. And oh, I'm like, yeah. Holy because fuck. they go through them like Yeah, water. because no it's one like... wants that job. They're comics. <laughs> we were all immediately afraid. You, you didn't even know why exactly, but you'd start working there. I was a doorman there. And it was just sort of like, you, you just knew, don't, don't let anyone sit in any of her booths. Right. And don't. Don't, God forbid, someone takes that parking space. And make sure you have peanuts and popcorn. I don't remember that and part. And German wine. I don't remember that part. 
That was later. We were just terrified. Like, and then everybody would try to get in front of her. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, to get the attention. She. I remember like the very first night I waited on her. Uh, I was like, "Hi, Mitzi. Can I get you something?" And I squatted down, which she was very excited about because she did not like waitresses standing uh, uh, up. Yeah. You block the show. It's not about you. Yeah, blah blah uh, blah. She gave you the whole speech yeah. in the beginning. You're nothing here. I'm like, yeah. but wait a minute. Yeah. But it's. I get it. What she meant was, don't block her yeah. show. That's right. the bread and butter. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, we were the bread and butter selling the drinks. Right. That's how she made her money. Right. But whatever. And so I squatted down and she goes, give, give me some quinine water. I'm like, what? Quarnine. And I, you can't make her repeat herself because yeah. that's another thing you what get tonic fired water for. What tonic water do you mean? Quinine water. Quinine. Is, is quinine. Is that yeah, how you say yeah. quinine water? I can't even say what it. What is right. it? Is it the same as tonic? tonic? It's tonic, right? I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the kitchen sweating trying to explain <laughs> the Thai guys. <laughs> Quinine. <laughs> Quinine. Well, let's water. come. Let's come back around to the trip to Costa Rica. So, so oh, all right. So you don't. You don't know when you come out here. You, you grew up where? South Philly. So that's hardcore, right? That's inner city. Yeah, we're a little nutty. I'm one of ten. One of ten? Mm-hmm. Like big Catholic family. Big Irish Catholic. Nine brothers and sisters. How many brothers? Six boys, four girls. And where'd you come in the lineup? Number eight. Really? Is everyone still around? I, just, everyone, uh, I lost my sister Kathleen uh, about nine years ago. She had a, a polycystic kidney disease that oh, she boy. was fighting her whole life. Uh-huh. We didn't know. And it's weird because she always used to tell my mom she was adopted and she was supposed to be with a wealthy family somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then when she got this polycystic kidney disease, they said it's hereditary. And none of us had it. And she's like, I knew it. I knew it. I want my rich parents. Cause <laughs> she was like, it's so funny. Like the funniest person in the world. Oh, my but, God. Unfortunately, she lost her battle with that. Yeah. Um, and she was on dialysis for like a little over 12 years, which is kind of unheard of. Usually oh, yeah. you use that uh, to get in and out yeah. or- It didn't work yeah. out, huh? So Sorry. 12 years on there. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. a lot. But she hung on for a while. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, she, but she would go there and she would bring to her, like when she would go to dialysis, yeah. she went like three days a week. Yeah. And she would bring cupcakes and ca- and I go, Kath, a lot of those people have di- uh, or diabetes. diabetes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, all right. But that's how we are. We're like goofy like that. You but know, like, you, did you grow up like, what was, uh, like, what'd your dad do? Oh, that's amazing. My dad's a typewriter repairman. That's true. That's a real thing. Because I saw your bit on it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. How embarrassing. But yes, he uh, he had a typewriter. It was my grandfather's. And my grandfather made tools that yeah. actually only worked on typewriters. So, he never marketed them because yeah. he's Irish. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just we keep it to ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to right. let this out of the... Don't let anybody know anything. <laughs> yeah. like, we why? can fix them faster and better. Yeah. Everybody will come here. Yeah. Nobody came there. <laughs> and so my dad took it over and then my parents split up when yeah. I was like seven and um, I would always go to the typewriter store because it was kind of a way of keeping up for us keeping us off the streets mm-hmm. as well like if it if you may feel like you had a job yeah kind of thing yeah. so but Did technically you have a, lot of, a lot of derelicts in your family um what do you mean a lot i'm just I kidding mean, like out of the 10 <laughs> I'm kidding. how many of them did um, jail time we all are uh amazing <laughs> and good kids <laughs> yeah. no my my mom gets mad but i mean we've had our problems <laughs> yeah but overall 
It's amazing. She's how still good around, your mom? Yeah. She, oh, we yeah. just celebrated her 80th. I just came back. That's why I was in That's Philly. Nice. Not only is she around, she's relatively young to yeah, have that many so kids. She's so cute. She's really little, though. I say each one of us took a vertebrae <laughs> on the way out. She's starting <laughs> to shrink, poor thing. But she, uh, we, we gave her a surprise party uh-huh. um, last Sunday. So it was like a big deal. Oh, is that why you were in Philly? Yeah. And yeah. then I stayed to work at Parks Casino. But I was How'd just that like, go? it was great. Yeah. But it's just pay for the trip, kind of. Sure. Like, mom, I love you, but I'm. I, broke yeah, so yeah. you gotta go do the jokes <laughs> yeah and she didn't come this time because she got mad at me last time but why'd whatever. she get mad at you because you because i did a dirty joke about uh rosary beads and she was mad oh and, really uh, so yeah. she hung on she's hanging on to the she Catholic. still goes to church and, like for lent she gave up um she goes to church every morning for lent that's her thing and then she gave up ice cream and picking on my brother tommy so everything's working <laughs> your younger <out>. brother <laughs> no he's oldest you have two younger ones though i have one younger brother and one younger sister really so but it, like we all got in trouble growing up like i have two friends doing life in prison one's a guy one's a girl so from from when high school mm, let's see doing life they kill people i, I you, guess you, you the one girl know. i lost contact up. with <laughs> the one guy we were still trying to help out and then he messed up after my brother jimmy tried to help him out and give him a job and it just didn't on the job he killed two people so it was Whoa, bad jesus um, christ yeah he, we have some crazy people in our neighborhood well there's that irish philly and then there's italian philly but well, there's... We're, and we're in an italian neighborhood uh-huh. so mo- our neighborhood is predominantly italian but yeah. nobody really bothered us because i have six brothers right so if you fight one kerrigan you got to fight the whole family <laughs> nobody wants to do that and then there was the gallaghers and the duffies and they were 11 and 11 so so there's a few of you holding yeah. down the irish end yeah and we're the italian just you know angry <laughs> yeah but there's a type of 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 of, of disposition that is uniquely philly yeah. Like, oh yeah. There's the type of Philly dude. You know, they all have the same haircut. You know, they they wear roughly the same clothes. <laughs> you mean the denim lot. jeans? Yeah, but Shorts. it's sort of a short haircut, right? Yes. And if they get glasses, they all have the same frames. Pretty much. Yeah, they all look a, a little like Joe DeRosa. You know, like they're Ooh. Uh, he's a suburb kid, but yeah. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. I like to shit on Joe. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like Yeah, sure. Uh, sure, sure. But there's different variations uh, and they're all loud and intense and like it, it's just it, it's, you don't have to you, tell me. <laughs> but it's unique to Jersey and whoa, Philly. Whoa. Oh, okay. Don't there, put us in Jersey. No, there's two different kinds. Yes. But it's definitely an East Coast type. It's not in Chicago. No. You know, it's in some parts of, of, of New York, the island and stuff. Yeah. But not really the city, but, you know, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, you know, sure. like out, in, you know, out there on the island. But, but it's a very t- certain type of disposition. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I know. It's... My weakness. Yeah? Yes. Oh, you like those guys? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. You were Dice. He's a sheep's head bay. For He's guys. a sheep's head bay. Yeah. He was. T- it was like, uh, for my mother, it was like, guess who's coming to dinner? But for my brothers, they were like, yes. That guy. <laughs> you know? That guy. Like they, when I broke up with, when Andrew and I broke up, yeah. uh, the only one that cried was my brother, Johnny. He's like, he's not going to be related. I'm like uh, he wasn't related anyway. They all talk like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go, you're what he emulates. Yeah. You're what he's making fun of. And you don't even see it. No, he's not making fun of us. <laughs> no, he's one of us. Yeah. No, he's making fun of you. Jackass. I mean, I'm not sure it was clear to Andrew for a while. <laughs> that it still it, isn't, but I <laughs> Yeah, he seems like a solid guy. Yeah. He, he, it's hard to get a word in, and you're not sure he's listening. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's one of those guys where it's like, I'm going to have a conversation, but I'm just going to start it. If I had to write a, a, like a thousand page essay on all the words I got in while we dated, yeah. I wouldn't have enough words. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I imagine that's true. Yeah. Just. 
So, all right. So you're in Philly, and it, when you when you leave there to, to do whatever you're going to do, was it like you know you're running away? You, you... Well, to an extent, because it was like I kept getting in the same circle. You know, you can't you can't get you, out. Yeah, it's it's a it's on repeat. And it sounded there. dangerous. I would fight a lot. I had a lot of anger issues, so I would constantly get into a fight. And if you fight with one person, they send fifty other people after you. Spread a rumor. But like the neighborhood seemed like like you were like you were doomed. Yes, and you just kept going in this never-ending circle. Yeah, and and so I was like, I tried to get out. I I started taking classes at Temple University, you know, and I'm I'm going to Temple. I'm a theater major, and I'm wearing a fila suit doing Shakespeare in North Philly. You know what I mean? It just, something wasn't, I wasn't getting out far yeah. enough. So North Philly wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we'd take the subway back and yeah. then take with all these like normal, nice little college kids. Uh, and then one time this uh, homeless guy pulled a gun on us, but yeah. it was a revolver. Yeah. And I remember it was broken, and you could see that there was no bullets in it, yeah. and they were all scared. And yeah. I'm like, get the hell out of here. And I stood up to them, and they lost their minds. Like, what is she i'm like what is she pay attention there's no bullets in there this guy hasn't eaten in five days we could take him they're fine like they always wonder why you didn't get off the train with the rest of them <laughs> yeah, like, I, I gotta why is she still on there she still wants to fight that guy no yeah. i gotta keep going guys i can't afford to live on campus yeah but so i uh me and one of my exes i uh, my ex Mario is who I, I dated a lot of Marios. Oh my! But friends. that happened all the time. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Irish Italian. They love love to hate and love one another. Yeah. They, well, they it's like they, they they were always together. They were yeah. always a couple of blocks apart as immigrants when they came yep. here in New York and in Philly and everywhere. So it was like you know whatever. One had better food. I'm not going to say which. I'll oh, get in yeah, trouble. Oh, you don't want to insult your mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my friends used to go. Uh, let's go over to the Carrigans and get Irish meatballs. And I'm like, what does that mean? They're like. They're not Italian. That's yeah, yeah. all we're going to say. <laughs> but my mom makes the best meatballs. They were an interpretation. <laughs> but they say for the Irish, yeah. they're not bad. Oh, right. Like yeah, that's, sure. That's kind of a compliment. But they would always say, oh, it's Eleanor. She's Irish, but she's more like Irish. I was Italian. Uh-huh. Everyone thinks I'm Italian, but I think it's because the way I talk. Yeah. Do like they, the hands you, go up. Oh, yeah. But, but I don't look Italian. No, I don't know. I have no pigment. I, I don't know, but you don't look that pasty. Well, that's, um, what do you call it? Foundation. If I took oh, my really? clothes off, you'd be like, oh my God. You are Irish. Mm. <laughs> Look at her. You could see through her. Um, <laughs> like, it's just so bad. But but yeah, so me and Mario moved out here and uh, he, it just, I wanted to stay. He didn't want to stay. I got a job at the comedy store. He couldn't find a job. What was so, his plan? I don't, his plan was to make me not move here, I'm assuming. <laughs> but he, he came out with you just because he was with you and you wanted to come? Yeah, and it, I, he was like, I'll come with you, we'll go see, because, you know, I kind of want to be an actor too. I'm like, you do? Meanwhile, I was like going to classes and everybody was picking on me saying, you know, what do you think, you're better than us? Oh, from the neighborhood? Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, all of a sudden, you're, yeah. you're going to be like a, an movie actor, star. movie star, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. Yeah, try to keep you, hold you back. Hold you down. You yeah. Know? Now they love it. Now they're like, oh, she's a comic. Yo, uh, you got to see go what back? an idiot she is. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Thank <great>. you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so you come out here with Mario. Yeah, Mario. Barrio? Mario. Mario, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. You say Mario. You've been out here too long. Mm. But okay, so. so <laughs> Yell at me for that. He, he goes away? 
he we came out then uh i got the job at the store and then he didn't get a job and then he tried to convince me to go home i couldn't do it go home uh yeah home. he wanted he was like if you go we'll go back we'll make money and we'll come back with more money and i'm like that's never gonna happen like oh, yeah. i know it's never gonna right. happen if i you went home it. You, you for had, the summer you had street smarts enough yeah you'd be you'd have four kids with mario half Ital- yeah half and italians I, please my mm-hmm. nerves if i did that uh but he he got freaked out and uh when i was gonna stay he freaked out and we were living in this house renting this house up in the hollywood hills and he just lost it and he came in he's like you're going home with me i'm like no i'm not and uh he hit me and I, i've never been like in a thing like that like i was like you didn't see it coming oh, just no like, he snapped he like it was, slugged you yeah like hit in i lift it yeah he hit me in the jaw i lift it in the doorway and i went down and i was like holy shit like for a second i was like my norm would be to attack somebody yeah. but for, i was like there's something wrong with him he never did that before so i just grabbed the phone and i locked myself in the bathroom yeah and i i just called my brother jimmy and i'm like you're not gonna believe this and he's like did you kill him like you know <laughs> i was like no no i go i'm a little bit in shock yeah but this is what happened it's good and that you then, called your brother in philly and not the cops i know how to work this <laughs> he went home later that day yeah and then his father gave my brother permission to kill him if he ever came near me again that we don't need cops that's how fast it works it, and mario never, mario's never father had a gave him, him permission so your brother called his father yes and Holy they gave him permission. We don't do cops where I come from. <laughs> Not even a thought. No. Yeah. I didn't even see Mario that day. He just. So his gone. dad got hold of him. Yeah. He was gone. And that was it. Wow. And I see him from time to time in the neighborhood. He's doing great. But I knew there was something. He marries, got kids. Yes. And I, I don't hate him. I don't. I knew there was something off. He snapped out. We were together for like seven years. Oh, so it we was were kids, you know. Right, right. So it was like I knew he snapped. I knew there was something wrong. There was something different. It wasn't. It wasn't just your average. I hit women. He doesn't do that. He's never done that again since. He felt you completely know. out of control. I think so. And completely he just in an alien lost. environment, and he snapped. Yes, and I always felt really bad that that happened because he's just not that person well okay well that's good as long Thank as you, as long as you didn't say i felt really bad because it was kind of my fault and oh uh, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's always my fault <laughs> no but no, not that's this not, time yeah good uh yeah i've been to Alan on and uh <laughs> yeah, good 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 for you i had yeah, my second ex-fiance was, i mean my first ex-fiance was a uh addict so we went through some troubles yeah and uh and that was a guy out here yeah he's out here no an agent and um great guy and he uh i met him like a year after living working at the store and he was a booking agent for comics yeah and then we got together everything was great yeah and he just went <laughs> again my fault that he got no yeah, I'm kidding right, uh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> but when he I did everything I could to help him <laughs> I did I tried everything I'm yeah. a fixer you know yeah, sure I tried everything but I didn't realize I never heard of that like, yeah right of course right. I was always taking the blame and yeah yeah but that when... was just a neighborhood <laughs> yeah. someone's got to somebody's got to take the blame <laughs> he can't go in he'll go in for longer than you you know that so after we went to like a few different like promises Betty Ford thing oh, like, really? thing like that I uh, I called Argus because I needed help, mm-hmm. and um, 
I said, Argus, this is what I found in the apartment. Like, cause he had a bad relapse yeah. and I told Argus and he's like, you got to get out of there. <laughs> You're never going to see that man again. I was like, oh shit, it's that heavy. Yeah. He's like, yeah. And then he was the one that told me about Al-Anon meetings. And then I was like, okay, I get it. Like, yeah. It's not me. I can't fix this. Like, yeah. It's not my fault, but I also can't. Argus, the recovery wizard. Yeah. <laughs> So you, you, Mario goes. You're, you, Mario and, goes, and that was that was that was months into you being out here. No, that was a, a one month, not even. Oh, so he just yeah. he couldn't handle it. Yeah, it was too isolated. No, he felt, I, that day after felt that felt lost. He thing, had no definition. He was losing his sense of self, so he yeah. hit you. After that thing happened, he went home. Never, he never came back out here. And then you, you, so you got the job at the store. You just waitressing a few months. Your head waitress. And Mitzi likes you, but you're still trying to be an actress. You're not trying to be a comic. No, no. I was doing plays, and then I found out quickly no one comes to plays in L.A. Were you training uh, here? I was training uh, everywhere. Yeah, Playhouse West. I yeah. was at D.W. Brown for two years. Wow. Uh, I mean, I did a lot of Meisner classes. Yeah, yeah. Always took classes. Always yeah. tried to stay sharp. Um, and then I would do all these plays no one ever came to. Yeah. I wrote a one-person show with my friend Jason Hart that uh, Freddie Soto directed. Oh, Freddie wow. Soto is my best friend. And um, we had a blast. Alan Steven actually helped us punch it up, and we oh, did wow. it at the HBO Workspace, and we oh, were right, going to try to sell it. On as, Santa Monica? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we did it again at the Black um, at the complex on Santa Monica, a little further down. Yeah. So we were trying to run it to sell it. Yeah. So we were trying yeah. to, you know, get Because that, that was going. back when a one-person show was viable, and you, know, exactly. get, you could get some people, get some heat. That didn't happen, and just too many things were, like, not happening. Then I started wrestling. But you, um, how long, when did you start dating the uh, act uh, agent? Oh, the agent was before him. The agent was in 94, 94. Is he still around, that guy? No, and he got fired from William Mars for catering to his black clients. Uh-huh. And um, they That's were like, odd. there's no money in this, right? Yeah, and so, now he'd be a hero. Well, here's the weird part. He got fired. They they were like, "He's there's no money in this. You're wasting your time. So he was like, okay. And he screamed at him and he quit, you know, because yeah. he screamed back at him. Yeah. Like with facts of yeah. what he was doing, they fired him. So all his clients left with him and they were Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock. Um, oh, wow. T- Tommy Davidson. Uh, Joe Torrey, Adele Givens. So like, he did all right. Oh, he. they started Def Jam with yeah. Russell Simmons, like oh, yeah. everything. And oh, so wow. it just went off the charts. And then years later, William Morris bought him back. Uh-huh. Like brought his bought his yeah. company out yeah. and brought him back with all the clients. And uh, so he was amazing. He, he was retired? on top of the world. Did he retire? Uh, no, I think the drugs just took him out of the game. Oh, so you met him after all that happened? I met him before. Oh, and, and then, then he couldn't get off it. He never yeah. got off him. And then he started, and maybe I'm the problem because he fell down. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, when he went down, it was just, I tried as much as I could to help him. Yeah. Everything, I was hiding it from his clients. Like Chris would be like, what's going on? And I, I'm like, oh, I don't know. He's fine. You yeah, know? yeah. And then Martin was going through his own thing. Yeah. That was when he was on Ventura Boulevard. With the gun uh, or something? Yeah. yeah. But he, we, I remember at Martin's wedding um, uh, that night, like uh, Billy left for a long time, and I was like, "What? Where do you go?" And he's like, "Oh, just to do some stuff." But I'm so naive. Yeah, I didn't. I don't do drugs. Right. I've hung around all kinds of people, but I just yeah. I don't do it. So yeah. I didn't. You didn't know that. I funny. just assumed, yeah, they were drinking or maybe took a yeah. pill or yeah. something. I don't know. I yeah. just I didn't realize how far it had gone and at that point he wasn't even bad yeah he he had tried pure cocaine after that and couldn't get high enough right one of his clients gave it to him mm. 
Is that guy still around? Nope. Died last year. <laughs> oh, no. Nothing made me happier. No, I'm kidding. That's mean. That's mean. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he was an evil little shit. And, yeah. Um, but whatever. And then ever since then, he tried. But now he's back and he's doing his thing, but not nearly where right. he was. It's, right. He's clean. He's clean. Yeah. And he's got a kid and wife. So I'm happy for him. You oh, know wow. What I mean? That worked out. The, I, people who live through that 80s thing. I, like, I, don't, I agree. Because I, I don't know that there are many people living that life now, but it was crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I know it's around, but it every because it was so normalized then, the the degree to people the, the way the living that life yeah was so crazy because back then you could find any number of people to live that life with you and I guess that's still true but you don't see it publicly as much no people yeah. try to hide it more like yeah. no I'm I'm good I'm yeah. good they I don't put, know what's they put going a, on. Uh, a Instagram picture with a filter and oh, everybody really? thinks yeah. everything's fine yeah right so their eyes aren't bugging <laughs> <Yeah>. and <they're... laughs> no it's a filter that's yeah, yeah. just a filter yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fine yeah that's the coke eyes filter <laughs> <laughs> they should make that that yeah. would be great yeah, yeah yeah but you'd think of like even like Freddie Soto uh, uh, yeah. passing um what he was he fell off the wagon for the third time and for him what he did was I've seen people do that on a regular Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So it's it's weird and that what killed takes. Him? Um all yeah, ultimately like if you look up what it is like his what he passed from, sorry, I get weird when I talk about Freddie, but uh he um he fell off the wagon, he was drinking and then started doing coke, but he already was Drunk. messed up yeah. uh inside like yeah, he right, had fatty right, liver right 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 he had weird problems going on on the inside already and, and he didn't so, know about it yeah and the 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 coronary said to us if he with the just the amount of advil that freddie would take was it's ridiculous level, yeah he said he would be dead in six months with or without falling off I, that way i heard that advil is bad on your liver i know but this idiot and yeah. i I could knock him out yeah. if I see him, but he uh, he would say, um, yeah, if you want a prescription Advil, just take eight regular Advil. I'm like, who told you that? He's like, no, that's true. My whole family does it. Mm. And I remember at his funeral telling his family, you people really do this? Like yeah. I lost it. They grew up in El Paso. It's yeah. just like, and yeah, they, 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 they make yeah. up their own shit. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. all do it. Yeah, And they didn't believe me. And I was like, because I had a tooth pulled or something, like a, a wisdom tooth, and yeah. I didn't want the medicine because it makes me nauseous. Right. And so, but I was in dire pain, and he's like, dude, just take eight Advil. And I was like, are you fucking with me? Did you ask a doctor? No, I, I did later, uh, like two days later, because I went in to yeah. make sure, um, get the stitches yeah. out or whatever it what was. What did they say? And they were like, no, no, that's not, that's not real at all. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, because he said this. Thank God I didn't do it. Yeah. I mean, cares, but I, what, it might not have affected me as bad. Right. I might not have the liver that Freddie. Yeah, had. yeah, it's too bad. But, I, didn't, I didn't really know him. Yeah. All right. So, so after after the one the 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 stage show that didn't take, but you're still you're still just trying to act and you're waitressing. Yes. And you're becoming closer to Mitzi. Very close. And then when did you like? How did comedy happen? How did uh, Freddie? When Freddie passed. Was that after the wrestling? Uh, yeah, the wrestling happened in '99. Uh, we were uh, after got, the one after the show. After the one woman show, and it's almost like the sh the script. I remember reading. The but you script. didn't do a one woman show. You just did the two. The sh right. Okay. It was yeah. a play. Right. Right. That Jason and right. I wrote. But um, so I guess what do you call? It? Yeah, it was just a yeah, two person yeah, yeah, play. Right. Anyway, we um after that didn't go. Everything was just not happening, and I got this audition for. Wow, women of wrestling, and I was like, I wonder what this is, and yeah. it's almost similar to Glow, like yeah. where she didn't know what she was going in for, yeah. and um, 
I was saying, I was waiting tables at the store. I was in the kitchen, and I was like, "Man, I'm I gotta go to this audition tomorrow. It's yeah. stupid. It's, yeah. it's in a hotel room lobby, so you know, I mean, in a hotel lobby, yeah. so you know, it's a great one. Yeah. You know, I could get an Oscar for yeah. this for sure. Yeah. And I remember telling like Rogan and Freddie and all these guys were hanging out in the kitchen. Then we started coming out with characters. And so I had a baseball bat in my car naturally and I went to get it and I started like hitting things in the kitchen and I was yelling and doing like a heel character Mm -hmm. and they were like, go to the audition and do that. And I'm like, I'm going to get arrested. Are you nuts? And I went and I did that and they loved it. I was like, oh no. Oh, now I got the gig. (laughs) So they gave me the job and I call my mom to tell her because I'm like, oh, she's going to kill me. Did you know it was just wrestling? At that I point? found out at yeah. that point, but yeah. I I was like, oh my god, my mom's gonna kill me because I'm taking this job. I'm, yeah. I'm, I want to get out of the store. Yeah, and that's another endless circle that yeah. I'm in. Right, and I'm, for sure. I keep repeating myself. I keep doing this stupid thing. So I'm like, I'm. I gotta call my mom, and she hates it because I'm such a tomboy. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, she, she did hate it, or you thought she was gonna. Oh, hate well, it? Well, I thought she was gonna hate it because I'm such a tom. You yeah. know, she all she wanted was a little girl, and then I came out rougher to most of my brothers, and so she was like, "Ugh, I can't get this girl in a dress," you know. And all she does is play football. I hate yeah. this kid, yeah. and so now I'm gonna call her up and tell her that I'm following technically her dream because she always wanted to be an actress, but I'm gonna wrestle. Yeah. So I go. Um, it's going to be a delicate call. So I call her on the cell phone. I'm like, mom, don't get mad at me. But uh, I went to this audition yeah. and I'm going to take it. It's a wrestling show. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm so happy for you. And I'm like, really? Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, they have great women characters on that show. And I'm like, <laughs> they do? Mom, it's not even on yet. It's yeah. re- what are you talking about? Yeah. And she goes, uh, she goes, oh, I'm so happy for you. And I go, you know what? Because it was 17 years ago. I go, I'm going to call you back or 18 years now. Yeah. I'm going to call you back from a landline. Uh, when I get home because yeah. I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I get home, I call her, my sister Karen answers, she goes, yo, you're going to be on West Wing? <laughs> I go, no, nope. <laughs> she called the whole family oh, no. to tell them I was on West oh, Wing. Oh, not like, wrestling. No. West so Wing. So I have to explain to everyone that I'm not going to be hanging out with Martin Sheen. I'm going to have a woman with a mullet and a sleeper hold. So <laughs> everything worked out. And then finally she got into it and she was, because I so, did take the job. And, and what was and, and what was the process? <laughs> did you have to learn how to wrestle? Everything, yeah. They've trained us to be professional stunt people because where they made pr- the mistake with the glow girls was they didn't really train them properly. They kind of just threw them in there, and those girls got hurt rather quickly. Um, like one yeah. at a time, their big, yeah. their big stars were getting hurt yeah. fast. Yeah, and so um, we were all had to be trained, had to go through. I was chain smoking. I mean, I'm. What so, was the name of the uh, show at that time? Wow, Women of Wrestling. And was McLean involved? McLean, yeah, David was my our so, guy. Yeah. Oh, so that's this the was, one you met at sure, the store. Sure, this was yeah. his second go around. This was his second go around from and the Glow he was, Girls. He was going to make it professional like yeah. everything was going to work right. this time he's a nice guy he's such a great guy i'm yeah. still very close to them i do commentary for them for their online show oh really so yeah i love it maybe i, I should I get love him wrestling. in here at some point because of like yeah i wonder how i think he likes glow i think he likes oh the no show. he loves the show yeah. he was thrilled for it and, yeah and i think they tried to help get some of the girls on yeah but i think they just want to be they don't want real wrestlers they want I don't it separate know. they trained all the girls Which to do good. it 
you know, and they all can it's do not it easy, now. Man. Yeah. Well, they got Chavo Guerrero in there. Oh, that's great. He's the trainer. Yeah. Of them. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's like on top of it and they yeah. got stunt people. So they all learned how to do it. But I, I do think that, yeah, they, they wanted it to be fictionalized. I don't know how the original Glow Girls, all of them feel about it. I know some of them are okay with it, but I imagine... I know there might be some bad blood here and there. Well, if, if there is, it's just because they're not working. Right. You know what I mean? That's the problem. It's, it, it didn't stay on long. Yeah. How long and did you wrestle for? We did two seasons. So it was like a year and a half. Yeah. And yeah. you were into it? I loved it. We did it at the Forum in Englewood. So oh, it was wow. amazing for me. Yeah. You know, and I remember being at the top of that ramp during training, smoking, and yeah. the two trainers would walk <laughs> by and go, really? <laughs> I'm like, God, what was your character? Easy Rider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> naturally you were a motorcycle you know, the girl white, we were the white trash biker gang uh-huh. i was easy rider uh and then there was thug was our leader yeah and charlie davidson they're yeah. all very talented peggy flower is her name and uh peggy fowler and she um she's an amazing wrestler still wrestling so i think she doesn't anymore but yeah. selena majors who trained us yeah trains these girls now that do the online and i believe it's still called wow like yeah. i remember telling dice and this was when we were just friends yeah. not dating but we were friends and i would say you should bring the kids to the wrestling yeah. he goes you're gonna hurt your woman parts i'm not watching that <laughs> yeah. shit oh no <laughs> even mitzi i would show up at mitzi's i have a black eye or yeah you know my arm would be taped up she's like hey, what's his name yeah she, she'd go you don't have to hide this honey <laughs> <laughs> and I go, Mitz, I'm not. I don't know what you're saying. I go, it's, I'm wrestling. She goes, Jesus Christ, who are you wrestling with? Like, she was terrified. She, she couldn't, couldn't wrap her brain around no, it? No. She would, like, Irera came, Rogan came. They would all come to see me wrestle. Because I was waiting tables at the store still. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's nice they all came, the boys. Oh, yeah. every All the door guys used to come. Dom's a nice Philly guy. Dom's one of my favorites. My, uh, yeah, I called him. best a, friend. He, I got I got to call him back. Because like, like, it just dawned on me. That I was at the store. I said, well, I haven't seen him in a while. So I texted him. I'm like, you okay, man? Yeah, because like, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, has anyone got an eye on Dom? Is everybody, oh, always like, ask me. I'm always talking to Dom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a, I, he texted anybody me. Anybody got an eye on Dom? <laughs> That's where we're at. Hey, anybody got an eye on Dom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure. Because I don't know, but like he always, oh, I'll see him tomorrow, I think. Uh, but, you know, because we're always like back to back at yes. the store. And, yeah. and uh yeah, and he texted me, I'm fine. What did you hear? And I'm like, I'm nothing, nothing. <laughs> did you hear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who spread a rumor? Well, no, what he said, his first thought was like, I play a character that's sick on the show. Oh, on I'm Dying Up yeah, Here. Yeah, and he yes. Thought, yeah, yeah. No, but he's fine. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. the, uh, they took him to the hospital uh, on oh, I'm Dying Up Here, like for the show. And right. so he was like, he goes, people are really going to think I'm sick. I, I was such good acting. Yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta text him. I forget to call him back. I'm, I'm not great at it. All right, so you wrestle for a while, but then still, when does comedy happen? happen it's not until two i didn't start until 2007 so you you finish wrestling you're still waiting tables still waiting tables. are you getting jaded and bitter about acting and like uh not really but i'm i'm like this is too much i don't know what to do i gotta make a decision here and then i got involved with dice my second ex-fiance and uh i'm not a closer yeah Yeah, we dated for like five four or five years really and he had full custody of his kids so i just started like I was still waiting tables, driving his kids to school. Like, we were just playing house, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, then we got engaged. And then when f- we got engaged in April of 2005. Yeah. And then Freddie died in July of 2005. And my world just stopped. Like, yeah. it was over. Yeah. And then everything's like, 
what are you doing with your life? You right. know, like everything hits you. And then 20 days later, my grandmom died on the 30th. And I was like, oh my God. Like it was just like getting all these sucker punches. Yeah. And then I went home for a while to Philly. And it was just like, I couldn't bring myself back to, I don't know what I was doing. Like yeah. it was just weird. So by Christmas, we broke off our engagement. And then it was like, I would break up, he would break up. And we went on and off for about, I don't know, five months or so. And then after that, we just like kind of pounded it and called it quits you know yeah. we're like hey man this isn't working out cool yeah, yeah. but we stayed good friends because yeah. i was so close i am so close with the kids and yeah. him and yeah. i love him i just knew that i needed something different and right. i didn't know what and so i started going back to acting classes and just seeing what the hell i was doing were I, you getting gigs as an actress no no that was the did other you have thing. an agent uh not at that point i didn't but andrew and i did that reality show we were on vh1 mm-hmm. so we were still kind of filming that yeah that was the big reality time yeah years right so i was trying to like move things off of that nothing was happening oh. and then i was just i was going to move back to new york i was going to move to new york or philly east coast just figure something out probably marry another mario, mario. and uh <laughs> Yeah, not that one. There's a yeah, few yeah, others yeah, I yeah. could get back with. So uh, <laughs> that one, uh, he's married with kids. So there's a few other single yeah, yeah. ones I'm looking at, and because uh, <laughs> comedy's not going great either. So no, but then um, we got. So I started doing a one woman show okay. at that point. And yeah. I called Mitzi and I said, "Hey, would you mind if I did the belly room? I want to work out this one woman show." I asked her, and she was like, "Oh, that's perfect, honey. That's what it's supposed to be." And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like the, they the did one woman shows yeah. up there. So um, then I called Andrew and I go, hey, I don't want to weird you out, but I'm going to do this. And he's like, all right. So he brought his new girlfriend <laughs> who I hooked him up with because yeah. I'm good like that. Oh, man. And he yeah. brought her to the show to see me in the belly room. And he was like, you're doing stand up. And I'm like. <laughs> No, this is a one-woman show. I'm telling stories. You're doing stand-up. He's like, it's stand-up, stupid. <laughs> like, oh, how did we not stay together? This is weird. And so, you're so charming. Uh, but so he, but he was kind of right. Yeah. And then he goes, look, in three months, we're going on the road. So you got three months to come up with eight minutes. And I'm like, what? And so I, I was, I was shit myself. I was like, oh my God, what do I do? I started taking classes. My buddy, Adam Barnhart. Standard classes. You're the person that memorized Alan Stevens act. I'm aware of that, but I was terrified. <laughs> I was going on the road with Dice. There was four people in the belly room. Yeah. We were going to the Wells Fargo Center. Right. 2,500 people. <laughs> right, right. I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Yeah. And so Adam Barnhart, who I love, does Sunday nights. He teaches a class. And basically all stand-up classes are, they don't teach you how to do stand-up. They just give you, they give you stage, stage time. Yeah. So he would do that and all the com- there was a few comics that I knew in there that were still trying to get stage time yeah. so they were like we'll take a class and they were helping me with tags like and, who uh, Court McCowan oh yeah Melanie Vesey yeah yeah like they're, they're all people that are around that yeah. I know and I trust and yeah. Cynthia Levin like they were all helping just add tags and stuff to yeah. the, what I was doing right so um, I did eight minutes and, and I killed in California. They loved it. Yeah. Plus our show was still on. Yeah. Then we went to Santa Rosa, California. Which guys? Great. Yep. Everything goes great. Then we fly to New York and we're at Westbury Music Fair Theater in the Round. And Andrew's like, you got to dress 
like this on. You got to wear high boots, short shorts, show your tough attitude. I'm like, whoa, 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 short shorts? Yeah. I don't think that's going to show my tough attitude. Right. And so he was like, no, they're going to love it. They're going to, you know, they're going to get excited from you. I'm like, okay. And for some reason, I listened because I figured he knows something about costumes. So I put outfit. Sure. I put this outfit on. You know on. something about like one costume. <laughs> you take him out of costume, he's wearing like knickers. You should wear time. fingerless <laughs> gloves. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, this is Does weird. Does he wear capri pants sometimes? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I call him pedal pushers, uh, yeah. and he goes, "I know you're wishing me dead." I go, "That's not what it means. You're not hearing yeah, yeah. me." But so you put the shorts on. So I put the shorts on, and it was like a cute, like more of a club outfit. I wouldn't yeah. call it a go on stage outfit. Right. And I went on stage, and they, he put two professionals out first. Then they took a 15 like minute uh, uh, Don Jameson and Eric. I forget his last name. Yeah. They call him the old man. But both of them have been doing stand-up yeah. for over 10, 15 years. So they ha- and had opened for Dice a few times. So they'd known, you know, the ropes. And the audience. Y- yeah. And there was a fight that broke out during yeah, Jameson's thing. Yeah. And Eric, somebody threw up on somebody. So they had to move that whole section. Yeah, yeah. My sister had drove up from Philly to see this. So yeah. she, I got her in. And we look exactly alike, but we're 10 years apart. Yeah. And so um, I'm like nervous to perform in front of her and yeah. all these people. And so they take the intermission, they send me out. And as soon as I say I'm from Philly, they start, boo, fuck Philly, fuck oh. the Eagles. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm like, oh my God. It's the worst. Because the booing just got louder and it went all the way around and the your room. Woman. Yeah. And they're from the front, the sides, and the back hating me. And then I try to get a few words in. Like somebody was like, where's Dice? And I'm like, he's up my ass. You want to tickle his feet? Like I <laughs> I lost it a little bit. Like I went to the street and I tried to do my act. Uh-huh. I stayed out there for about five minutes. Yeah. I was supposed to do eight. I yeah. think I did five and a half. And I stayed out there and I remember catching eyes with my sister and she looked at me, put her hands up. Like, what do you want to do? I want to fight this whole fucking room? We'll fight Long Island right now. Like, <laughs> I saw her anger. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. fight everybody in this section here. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was so like refreshing for a second, but I was sweating. Yeah. And because of that my sweat stupid, is the worst. Yeah. My stupid costume. I had a half bra on to try to make me look feminine and it slid down. And so now I have these two, like, what looks like tumors on my belly. <laughs> it was just, and I'm trying to, like, hold my bra up and oh. getting booed. And I finished my time and I got off. And you, got, you did the whole eight? I didn't do eight. I did, like, five yeah. and a half. I think I was supposed to do eight. But yeah. five and a half to yeah. six yeah. was enough. Yeah, and sure. And I, I got off. And I and Andrew was like, I'm not going out there. And I'm like, Are you nuts? They don't want to see me. They want to see you. And I, I built his confidence up, like the the good dysfunctional good wife. Codependent you are. Yeah, <laughs> you're fine. They yeah, love yeah. you. It's me. They, they were hate. mad. They were mad at he, they. He was mad at them because of the way they treated you. Or <laughs> oh yeah, and he didn't want to go out there. And then he went out. I convinced him to go out. He had the best set I'd seen him have in years. Yeah. Um, because he was so angry. Yeah. And then I went upstairs and cried in the dressing room and called my mom and my brother Tommy and my brother Tommy was like they booed Blondie they don't know what the hell they're doing I'm like this doesn't really make sense but I'll take it (laughs) and then I got booed again the next night at the State Theater in Jersey Oh my God. Me and Jameson. And Jameson was pissed. He's like, I never get booed. I'm like, I'm sorry. I think I'm bringing this to the room. <laughs> no, those, uh, like that audience could be monsters. Dude, they were. And I was like, why? It's didn't like you what quit? Bird dealt with in Philly. 
Oh yeah, the but Philly that was version. that was him picking up for Dom Irera, which makes my heart sing for him even more because they booed Dom because Dom I think shit on the Eagles a little bit. Yeah, and so my little sister was working that venue, and my brother Johnny was in the audience. Yeah, so it, it, they booed Dom, and Bill came out. You booed Dom Irera? <laughs> what kind of? people like he just lost it i was like yes like, you, the stats that, that, that bitty did a bit you don't even you have a statue of rocky's not even a real fighter a fictitious character. joe lewis lives down the street and you got a, a statue of rocky like oh he lost it and then he's like remember when the flyers wore slacks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he killed Terrific. it. Terrific. It's a game changer, that thing. Oh, my God, yeah. they Everybody talked about that. that yes, was it's really great to watch. So, so okay, so you took all these hits. And but then, then I came back, and that was my thing. Uh, Andrew gave me, uh, like, a year. He goes, look, he goes, uh, uh, you know, I can't, it's hard for me to take you out, because if they mean to you like that, I can't take it. It hurts. Yeah. It's too personal. Yeah. So about, he gave me about a year to see if I really liked it. Stand up. Yeah. Yeah. And kept doing it. And then my whole goal was just to work so hard to never get booed again. Yeah. So far, been been good. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. And I go to Governor's. I haven't gone to Westbury yet, but I'm coming back. Governor's, I, it's so funny. Like, my memory of Governor's back when I lived in New York was they had a great sound system. But I, I like, they had speakers right up there. Right. But I think the last time I played Governor's, you could still smoke in there. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, you haven't been back? Oh, okay. Like, I was a little, I was a kid comic and I was yeah. living in New York. And I maybe did it twice, you know, but I just remember that it was just filled with smoke. Oh, I love that. I yeah. don't, I don't, I, because I remember being a waitress and having to put ashtrays on my tray. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy just how much smoke was everywhere. Or I'd smoke in the kitchen when they weren't allowed to smoke now, in the showroom. Oh, right. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, do, you me know, and Mitzi. do you know my dice story with, with the quarters? Did you ever hear me tell that? I don't know. That? I don't know. I about think I that. didn't I tell that on yours. Quarters? What happened? Uh, when we called, when, when Schubert got arrested? No, you didn't tell that. I told you here before, but it was such a funny story because I didn't really know. Wait, that. Schubert got arrested. Right. So, like, something happened. Like, I was a door guy. I was living up in Crest Hill. And, you know, we had gone home already, but there was some some tussle in the parking lot of the store. Something okay. went down. You know, but, you know, Schubert got in some sort of fight or something happened in the parking and lot. The, and right. they angered the Philly Irish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Right. So, they busted him. <laughs> they took him down to Beverly Hills you know, precinct. And they, okay. And, and he's, yeah. And we got to be bailed out. <laughs> And, you know, in, in Todd comes into the house. He's like, you know, they arrested Jimmy. You know, we got we got to bail him out. And we didn't have any fucking money. We're just up there like, oh, I don't know what the fuck to do. And, and Lemish goes, uh, let's call Andrew. <laughs> and so so it's like 2.30 in the morning, right? And Todd calls up Dice and says, Andy, yeah, they busted Schubert. And he's down the Beverly Hills uh, precinct. And we got to bail him out, but we don't have any money. And Dice says, uh, oh, I was just up counting quarters. So I'll meet you down there. Oh, my God. And we're like, what? That's so mean. So we, <laughs> so we but go accurate, down. because I know he was doing that. That's the thing. Like we go d- an idiot. <laughs> we go down there, and fucking Dice shows up in like a tank top, <laughs> and he's got a bag of fucking quarters. <laughs> <laughs> and he bails him out with quarters. They bailed him out. That was just so he funny. He has more change. I'm telling you, he could buy a house with the change change he has yeah. in his it house. It was just so funny. It's like, what does that mean? Because me and Todd are like, what is it? What are these county quarters? Did he really have quarters? And he did. He showed up with a big fucking bag of quarters. And he had enough to bail him out? Well, it was part of it. You know, I mean, you know, but he did it. He bailed him out. 
Oh my God, I love that. So now, like, out. So you're still doing comedy. You're headlining. It's going okay. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and because you're always working, and but like the relationship with Mitzi. So like you know, it's the same timeline. But like, when do you start? Like, when did when do you start like getting very close to her? Well, when I was uh, probably like ninety, right after I left my first ex fiance, she she knew him well yeah and she was gonna the hire booker. him yeah she yeah. was gonna hire him because he lost his job because she didn't realize everything was going down and she didn't understand why it was going down yeah and i wanted to tell her right. but i also didn't want to hurt him right and um I, a couple days later i i decided not to say anything i went yeah. to my south philly roots and didn't say a word right and uh then a couple days later she called me in her office yeah and here um she said, I met with him, and now I know what happened. Yeah. And she she, he, she just took him in, like, how he was. She didn't ask him anything. Yeah. Why he got fired or anything. They just talked about what they would do with the store. Yeah. And um, just from that conversation, she's like, he's a mess. Yeah. I understand what happened. Yeah. So she didn't hire him. And then her and I got kind of close because I kind of confided in her. Yeah. But I said, please don't repeat that, you know. Yeah. And then she started confiding in me and then um just one thing led to another she wants to do the book she wants to do this yeah, yeah. it was more like get when i first started as a waitress she would call me flow yeah <laughs> yeah not a compliment but right. okay yeah um, she, but she couldn't remember my name but she knew she liked me yeah so she would go oh give that to flow whatever yeah. and people would be looking for flow for <laughs> hours yeah and i said i think that's me yeah. and so uh but then we got closer and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then we, when we went to the Dominican Republic, that was probably 2002, because it was after wrestling. Yeah. I wasn't wrestling anymore. So it was 2002 maybe. Yeah. And it was right before I started going out with Andrew. So uh, we went to the Dominican Republic and I remember signing this paper that says if she gets sick, they won't treat her in the States because this is illegal, yeah. what we're doing. And I'm right. like, oh my God. Both of us are dressed in comedy store sweatsuits. We look like <laughs> morons. You, you know? just flew down there and went right to the place? We and... went to Florida and then there. Yeah. And the whole time, like, I remember going through customs in the Dominican and she's like, these Mexicans are getting uppity. I'm like, nope. That's not where we're at. <laughs> oh, no. Quiet on the set, lady. That's yeah. just, I'm like, like just deflecting every awful thing. That, and she's walking through customs like it's the comedy store. Like right. it's hers like and queen. she owns it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, hold on a second. And they're like, like they would just give her a look like she can't just walk through. You know, I'm like, okay, hold on. Uh, let me get, she's, uh, Is it because she's mentally sick now? No, or? she just has no time yeah. for people. Right. <laughs> she's just motoring through. Yeah. And then I, I remember... Um, we go, We she got the injections and everything, and then uh, she, it didn't do what it did the first time. Right. And that's the progression. It is. It does slow it down, right. but it's not a cure. Right. And that sucks because she wanted to be right. doing backflips when she came sure. back. And I, I do remember signing that paper like, oh, God, this is going to be bad if something happens. It's going to be like weekend at Bernie's, right. and, and Polly's going to be pissed at me and Peter that I you know didn't yeah. do the proper right. whatever. But- uh, she was, she, I mean, she was good, but not as good as the last time. Yeah. So it, it was neat and it was fun just to do an adventure like that. I remember in Miami that we had to walk about a mile from customs to the 
yeah. stupid place. I hate that airport, right? Yeah. And uh, sh- she wouldn't get on the cart. She kept saying, I'm not a cripple. And yeah. I'm like, no, it's just going to help us. We missed two flights because she wanted to walk tiptoe, <laughs> tiptoe through the Miami yeah. airport. I know the whole thing in and out. She would stop and look at things. I'm like, we've missed two flights. How are we going to get here? It was, oh, it was brutal. I lost eight pounds that weekend. I kept tipping because yeah. I'd never been out of the country. Yeah. I didn't know. I'm yeah. tipping them five dollars because she's calling them mexicans right so and they're they're like they're <laughs> rubbing me down oh, that boy. five dollars is like giving a thousand dollar tip i didn't know yeah so i they would show up in the morning yeah miss miss missy yeah yeah no we're good we're yeah, good yeah. And this is throwing money out the door like go go, go away go away <laughs> so and you've stayed close to her all throughout all yeah i try and um I, I was fortunate to showcase for her only once, yeah. like live, like where she came in and she was like, it's cute, honey. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that's like a compliment from Mitzi. But like not, like in the world of standup, they'd be like, that's not well, good. Well, th- you were in a tough position because you, you know, she needed you for other things. N- no, I was done oh. at that point. Ultimately, I was out. I was oh. way out. This was way after Andrew. This was, oh, this so you was left for two a while? years in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I left the comedy store in 2005. I yeah. quit. Yeah. And then came back in 2007 as a comic. Yeah. So for two years, I was gone, like not working. Did she pass her. you? No. Uh. She just told me I was cute. And then I was like, but that's not bad because I remember I had waitresses yeah. that were comics. And she that's her she hates that yeah. when a waitress turns right. comic and nothing more than she just don't want a waitress focusing on when yeah. they're getting on stage right, other right. than how many drinks they're going to sell that right, night right. that's what she needs you to focus on so when a, and usually when a waitress was a comic they weren't that great mm. I'm going to be honest I could think of three of them yeah. and they were pretty terrible and uh, then we had a few that were great but they came in as comics right. you know yeah. but now these girls specifically kind of put a bad taste in mitzi's mouth and so there's no comics working now are there waitresses yeah um we have uh well we have male and female waitresses yeah, now that's so new. we have nick that's uh yeah nick is a waitress uh Waiter. i keep calling him a waitress yeah. but that's i can't change that feels new to he's me he's a comic yeah. yeah it is very new but we had this asian guy that we hired tony yeah a long time ago mitzi loved him so much because he was like super gay she hired him as a waitress it's waiter. a waiter yeah it sounds it seems like you know everybody's making good good now change and good money and like the place is blown up and it's a whole different vibe there it's kind of fascinating you almost want her to be around to see it oh she I, she turned it around though. yeah she'd make it a <laughs> she mess made, of it well because she had her own passion her own drive like she didn't like comics that were um already you know yeah. comics professionals she needed to have an edge on them she well, she liked the edge she also liked to develop them yeah. she liked to you know throw her two cents in yeah. like i remember louis ck showcased and she didn't pass him yeah. she said he's too polished yeah what can i do for him well she told me once that i i was a poet and i should wear a scarf <laughs> okay and and i wore one for a while good for you <laughs> <laughs> I found a scarf. Yeah. <laughs> Dying it on. Yeah. People listen to her. Oh, it's crazy. I remember yeah. she used to tell me, you need, you should get poppets. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. It was, it was a different time. It was a different time. She did it to Ari Shafir. I remember she tried to make him be a duo with this other guy, Dave Taylor, because they were both right. tall. Yeah, I remember. I, was like, I know them, yeah. Mm, not, it's not, like a, yeah that's not, not always the best that's advice. That's not what makes a comedy team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One guy, she may go up with a puppet. I, I mean, uh, but, you know, if you, really, if you think about those two as a comedy team, it would be kind of interesting. Yeah. 
You know, I don't yeah, even know what. Yeah, that might work. But it would be weird. It'd be angry and fucked it was up. Double and, anger. Yeah. Yeah. But you go up there and see her now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do, and um, she, uh, I try to. I live close to her. Yeah. Now, uh, so I try to ride my bike because it's simpler to park over there. Yeah. And um, so I'll ride my bike. Sometimes I would bring comics that make her happy. Like I brought Holtzman. Oh, yeah. And Holtzman made her laugh. This was like two years ago. He made her laugh so hard she almost slipped out of her chair. Like, oh, really? Because he was just shitting on the staff that was working for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I brought. I remember I brought her her favorite cookies from uh-huh. Canners and Holtzman ate the whole box. I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want it. <laughs> Just, she yeah, loves, yeah, but yeah. she enjoys the company, and then she'll recognize you. But she hasn't been speaking a lot, yeah, which is annoying. And then I brought my friend Cynthia Levin, and she started talking to us, and we were like, <gasps> but I couldn't understand her. Oh, so I was like, sad. shit, uh, I couldn't make her repeat herself because I don't want to get fired. So right, she's still Does live she still in fear. Have the power to fire. I guess. I don't know. We all still live in fear, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't think about it much. And I don't know if I have the wherewithal to go see her like this. Well, see, I, I don't think she would want people to see her like yeah. that. Does yeah. that make sense? Like Unless people... she really knows you. Exactly. Yeah. And I've seen her, like I said, we went to Dominican together. Yeah. I've, I've stayed in her house, like slept in the room with yeah. her overnight when yeah. she got real sick sometimes. Yeah. Um, it was just hard because it was just like sad yeah. to see. And, you know, um, I, th- I felt like she needed more professional help than me. And she's got it now, right? Yes. It, but it took a long time. And like Polly, I remember this one time we did an intervention because she wouldn't let us. Yeah. So Polly and I uh, had this like moment of years of fighting to like just holding each other and kind of crying together because it was just... We were at our wits' end. Like, Why were you fighting with Polly? Um, when I was waiting tables there, Mitzi would fight with him and throw me in the middle of it. Oh, right. And so, like, he would go, "I'm going to fire Eleanor." Okay, maybe Polly did it too, but he would be like, "I'm going to follow, follow, uh, fire Eleanor," and she'd go, uh, "Over my dead body." <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd call me up and I'd be in acting class and I'm like, Polly, I can't talk right now. Yeah. And he'd be cursing me out. And I'm like, Polly, I'll call you after acting class. Oh like, my God. You I don't have time for this. You got in it. Uh, it was too in it. it yeah. Again, it was like exactly what I grew up doing, like getting in these ridiculous situations for years. I w- w- worked at the store for 12 years yeah. and I've been back as a comic now for 11 this was wow. February was 11 years I'm doing stand-up so well, it's a good story because now like things have leveled off there it's a different place it's you, amazing and now. you and Polly are okay yes he's yeah. been on the podcast he came on the comedy store podcast and he sat down and I was like I can't believe he's gonna do this yeah. is he gonna curse me out yeah and the minute he sat down he's like dude I want to interview you <laughs> and I'm like okay <laughs> and I just let him take control because I was like I've grown to really like him I feel like Paulie has grown, though. He has. In There's no doubt. so many... He t- I was there when he started doing comedy, when he was the character. We had that, that sort of before the, the weasel? weasel. Before. Yeah. Oh, before the weasel. Okay. Yeah, before he got the job. So, like, he was just, like, he was just the owner's kid, and he had one of those composite headshots <laughs> with him in different hats <laughs> yes. and shit. And he used to do, like, this surfer character. He had, a, yes. like, a hat he wore. And, you know... And I've it, seen the pictures. I don't... I've never yeah, seen him do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And though. he, you know, he, like, you know, there was a real... There was a, a contingent of them that like saw me as somehow responsible for Sam, you know, because like 
Because uh, like I would facilitate the parties up there. Like I was the guy, I was the head door guy, and I lived in the house. And Tamayo Otsuki, who Sam used to fuck, lived in the house. So he bought. So he would no cover night was like Monday. So yeah. right. So he would give me money, and I would go get everything and get ready at the <laughs> get the that. house ready and hide booze. So the, those of us who were left two days after the party started <laughs> would have. I'd be like, I still got some stash. Like I was that fucking guy. And they they started like you know Bill Kennison and Paulie and even Mitzi to a degree was like man Mark's doing you know, he's in you know like when Sam fucking lost his shit on me and pissed on my bed and kicked my door in right. like Mitzi just loved it and that was the it, that tipped me over and I fucking had to cut out because I was losing my mind on coke but like they you know Bill Kennison like because I used to be in Todd Lemish's little vignettes as okay. John Lennon oh yeah and Bill Kennison would be like hey John Lennon you're trying to take my brother with you like I, they were like and Paulie was like what are you doing up there why are you trying to kill Sam like it was like what how am I the guy I'm a fucking Jewish kid from New Mexico I'm you think I got any control over that fucking yeah. monster you're just trying to be part of the gang whatever yeah, it was the wrong gang let me tell you listen I've been in a lot of wrong gangs my friend <laughs> we're still alive Yes, we've made it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's hard. But uh, yeah, it is a different place. I, I hate that I do it without Freddie, but um, yeah. everything else, it's, you know, and I wish my sister could see more of me doing stand up, but she did get to see me perform in Philadelphia with uh, Ari Spears, gave me a guest spot oh, at okay. Helium. Yeah. And it was very beginning stages. Yeah. But again, it's just, I know all these comics from. Yeah all the years yeah. and every time I tell I'll run into somebody they're like I can't believe you're just doing comedy now yeah <laughs> like yeah. cause Rogan and all those guys like they'd be like why aren't you doing stand up and even Freddie like every night he's like you should be doing stand up and yeah. I'm like I am a serious actress uh -huh. you don't know anything about right. me yeah I'm going to replace Meryl Streep. How uh -huh. dare you? Yeah. And like, and Freddie would come see me do plays. Yeah. And I'd be crying on stage because I just lost my whole family or right. a baby or, yeah. you know, it was something always awful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering why nobody comes to see plays because <laughs> they're terrible. Well, you know, you remember everybody well and you used to have nice things to say about everybody. And yeah. But everybody was uh, different and yeah. I only had a few. Uh, fights with people yeah. in all those years at the store and Bobby Lee and I didn't talk for 17 years over Kirk oh wow and Paulie yeah because yeah. we had a big fight and you guys uh, are okay now he came on the podcast we worked it out oh really yeah it was pretty awful but well, you're you're the you're the last uh, you know, b between you and the shores you know, like, you, you know, there's not many people that know the stories, you know? Yeah. I wish I could, I got to get back on because we have some great moments. Like, because I would he? spend days. He's here in the valley somewhere. Yeah. But yeah. I would spend days with Becker. Did like, you go offer to go out there and do it? Maybe that's a better, you know, uh, to do that. We can do that. We're more totally mobile. You should. It's simple. You should. Well, it's yeah. great talking to you. Thank you. This it was nice so getting nice. to know you. We never really talked. Yeah, because always at the store, you go on early. You don't do the I know, I don't stinky stay late. late night I don't spots. Know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on after 11 there. But you know what's great? Even after the late night spots, they're, they're killer. It's packed. It's I great. Know. Yeah, it's all, people it, stay late it, it, again. And it's also a different place after yeah. like 11. The turnover and then the <laughs> freaks come and right? Still That's like me. that? All the not you, not act the acts, but like there must be a, a whole bunch of people that show sure, up. Sure, we have our late. shift of people. We're yeah, like, well, yeah. there we there, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is late night. <laughs> well, I'll stay around. I'll watch. Oh, that would be amazing. All right, thanks. Thank you. There you go. Another classic and uh, terrific. 
Comedy Store episode. As a, as I said before, I talked to her. Uh, Eleanor co-hosts the Comedy Store podcast with I think Rick Ingram, who is also very funny. You can get that wherever you get podcasts. I got a little riff. I got a little riff I'll share. <laughs> 